This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, January 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. USMCA likely headed for quick approval. Brazil faces uncertainty on ag and Senate warned of devastating ag labor shortage. The Senate is set to go on USMCA. The new year is starting the way the old one wrapped up in the nation's capital with trade policy at the top of the agenda for U.S. agriculture. The U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement is set to take another step toward ratification tomorrow morning when the Senate Finance Committee is scheduled to consider the House-passed implementing bill. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell hasn't said when the USMCA measure would be on the Senate floor, but White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro said yesterday on Fox Business that the full Senate could pass the measure before the end of the week. Navarro said possibly this week we could actually do some great people's business. Dairy farmers in Wisconsin will rejoice, auto workers in Detroit, everyone in between. Now take note. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, who has proposed tough new requirements for trade agreements in her effort to secure the Democratic presidential nomination, expressed strong support for USMCA in an interview with the Boston CBS affiliate station. That's a sharp break from Senator Bernie Sanders, the Vermont Independent, also vying for the Democratic nomination. For more about USMCA and what's on this week's agenda, read our Washington Week Ahead. 2020 profits hinge on trade and weather. U.S. farm profitability in 2020 is going to come down to what the weather does in the Midwest this spring and whether the U.S. can increase farm exports, according to Iowa State University economist Chad Hart. We seem to be, if nothing else, solidifying trade flows moving into 2020. Hart told AgriPulse, the question will really be, can we see growth on those international trade flows as we move through the course of this year? Keep in mind, Hart believes the Trump administration will provide more trade assistance to growers until it's clear how much they will benefit from the phase one trade deal with China. As of Friday, USDA has doled out $10.7 billion under the 2019 market facilitation program compared to $8.6 billion for the 18 version. The Department of Agriculture has accepted 655,000-plus applications for the 19 MFP. That compared to 597, 112 applications for 2018. The U.S.-China deal creates uncertainty for Brazil. Brazil's already beginning to harvest what's expected to be a record soybean crop, pushing the country once again to the world's largest producer. But it's unclear how much the U.S.-China trade deal could affect Brazilian exports. According to the Trump administration, China has committed to buying $40 billion worth of U.S. ag commodities per year in 2020 and 2021. That could result in Brazil losing significant Chinese market share, according to a new report from the Department of Agriculture's Foreign Agriculture Service. The FAS office in Brasilia predicts Brazil will export 75 million metric tons of soybeans this year. It's up from 73 million, but it also reflects uncertainty surrounding the trade deal as well as reduced Chinese demand. China feed demand has dropped amid the rapid spread of African swine fever. Keep in mind, China's buying U.S. soybeans despite the fact that very price-competitive Brazilian soybeans are coming out of the field now. 
USDA on Friday reported exports of over 418,000 metric tons of soybeans to China that during the week of December 20 to 26. Farm groups appealed to Senate for H-2A fix. A coalition of farm groups is pleading with Senate leaders to take up legislation to slow down increases in H-2A wage rates and to make H-2A workers eligible for year-round employment. A letter that the Agriculture Workforce Coalition has sent to Senate leaders makes no mention of the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which the House passed 260 to 165 in December. That bill would freeze H-2A wage rates for one year and cap subsequent increases. But the American Farm Bureau Federation is a member of the Ag Workforce Coalition and didn't support the House bill, in part because of provisions that would allow H-2A workers to challenge their employers in court. Keep in mind, senators say a standalone Ag Labor bill has little chance of getting anywhere in that chamber. But Paul Schlegel, vice president of public affairs for AFBF, says there could be a path to passing an ag labor legislation bill depending on how the Supreme Court rules in a pending case involving the Trump administration's effort to shut down the DACA program. Schlegel thinks the ruling could spur Senate interest in finding a compromise on the DACA issue and providing a legislative vehicle for passing an ag labor bill. The Obama-era DACA program allows people who were brought to the country illegally as children to stay in the U.S. USDA sets changes in the easement program. U.S. Department of Agriculture has made a series of changes in the Agriculture Conservation Easement Program to implement new requirements of the 2018 Farm Bill. The modifications include provisions allowing USDA to waive the $900,000 adjusted gross income limit for participation of the program. A waiver from the means test was written into the program in the 2008 Farm Bill, but removed by Congress in 2014. Other changes include allowing water management practices on wetland easements enroll through the ACEP. And landowners who want to graze cattle on a wetlands easement will have to follow a grazing management plan. An interim final rule implementing the changes in ASEP is being published in the Federal Register today, kicking off a 60-day comment period. USDA. Veterans need to eat better. Military veterans tend to have worse eating habits than average Americans. That according to a new study from the Department of Agriculture's Economic Research Service. The economists measured the diets of veterans and non-veterans with the Healthy Heating Index developed by USDA and the National Cancer Institute. Vets wound up with a score of 45.6 out of 100. That's compared to 49.3 out of 100 for non-veterans. Veterans were also more likely to consume fatty foods and sugary foods and beverages than non-veterans. According to the government's dietary guidelines, added sugars shouldn't account for more than 10% of your daily calories. However, they account for 15 to 16% of the average veteran's diet. Here's today's They Said It. A devastating labor shortage is impacting farmers today and jeopardizes the future success of U.S. agriculture. That the Agriculture Workforce Coalition letter to Senate leaders. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, January 6th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, 
I'm Jeff Alley.